Like you were dialed in right from the start. Uh, did you feel that way? Yeah, pretty solid. I think uh, you know, for the for the most part, I think it was uh, obviously a busy night for me. But um, you never know what's going to happen when you get into a game. And uh, you know, tonight they came at us hard and kind of put us back on our heels from the start. But we we stuck with it and found a way, obviously, to get you know two more big points. When an overtime goes back and forth like that, what goes through a goaltender's mind? I mean, that was exciting. I mean, you didn't really have time to get your thoughts right before it was coming back to the other end. So you're just hoping it goes in at that end. And then when it doesn't, you're like, okay, let's you know keep it out of this net. So, I mean, I, I don't think I've been a part of one that was that fast going back and forth. Um, usually a team's got the puck for a majority of it. It kind of slows down. But this one was, you know, a chance back and forth. And then obviously a big goal by Drat there. You guys were nine four and one in October, but this you guys were playing against a team that is surrounded by excellence. A couple of cups in the last few years. Was this a measure stick game for you guys? Well, I don't know about that. I think they're they're obviously, you know, one of the better teams in the league with some, you know, some of their best players coming back in the lineup. Obviously that creates an excitement for their group and gives them energy. So I think uh, like I said, I knew coming into this game being an afternoon game on the road. Um, them getting two, you know, important players back um, with the, already the talent they have. That I need, I needed to be my best tonight or today, and and uh, we just, you know, found a way to get two points. That's what you have to do. How's your history with Pittsburgh? I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember? Quick memory. Were you in the game last year when they were? Uh, you were in the game when they beat Calgary nine one. Thanks for bringing that back up. It's <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I like was looking at the negatives, eh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking that you okay. feed off that a little, or is is, that? is there anything that, you know, I think from last, that, that I made mean, you better? I mean, last year that that was an important game for the group. Then it was it kind of turned our season around. We kind of got embarrassed at home and and by a really good team, and then it kind of turned things around. But I, I mean, that's a long ways. Away. I don't even remember the game, to be honest, but um, faintly. But uh, they weren't good memories, I tell you that much. But um, this is a lot better memory coming out of a game like this. Uh, when you have Leon Drysaddle, who appears to be almost automatic in overtime, what does that do for you and the rest of the team when him and 97 are out there on 3-on-3 three three with that much open ice? Yeah, I mean, especially as a goalie, you just want to keep it you know, keep it close in the game. And then, uh, obviously, when it gets to overtime, you just you know you have a chance to win. So um, you're just trying to keep the puck out and do whatever you can. Even Nursey got involved there with a, you know, I think he made a little butterfly save there on the side of the net. So, um, you know, those players are special players. Obviously, to have them on your team is, is you know, um, like like nothing I've really seen before. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's obviously special to be playing with guys like that and to be able to, you know, capitalize on opportunities like that. First year with this team, but everyone says you're becoming a leader, and they kind of like your, you know, guys scoring you in practice, and they know you're mad about it, and they, you know, you're changing, helping to change a culture here a little bit. Are you? Is that an active thing you're trying to do, or is that just? Uh, um, yes and no. I think uh, as you get older in your career, you realize what kind of you know person and player you need to be, and to help a group out, and um, you know, obviously this team hasn't had success in the last you know bunch of years, so. I think being brought in and being an older guy, you, you owe it to younger players to, uh, you know, to lead by example not only in practice but in games and and on and off the ice. So I think that's that's what I'm going to bring to this group and try and help guys out. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a competitive guy, and hopefully that rubs off on other guys the right way, and and uh, they don't take it, you know, too hard. Um, um, I'm here to, to to win, and that's the that's the main thing for for uh, for me and this team. And uh, whatever I need to do to, to, to help out and to, uh, to be a good leader and a good role model for, for younger guys, um, I'm going to do it.
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.